This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome, global leaders, to the Global Reach Leadership Forum with Navy veteran, ecclesial leader, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Pat. Presenting you with critical leadership perspectives from the minds of former military leaders, now transforming the face of American business as successful entrepreneurs. Get ready to listen, learn, to lead, and now to enhance your leadership influence on the Global Reach Leadership Forum. Here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hello, welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Dr. Pat. And today we are talking about being proactive, being proactive as a leader. What does it mean to be proactive as a leader? And what do I do with my team to make them as proactive as I am? This is a question that leaders might ask. And and as leaders, we need to understand the value of proactiveness. So before my guest comes, I'd like to really talk about my take on what being proactive is about. Now, you might be saying to yourself today that being proactive is being able to lean forward, being able to excel, being able to be prepared for what is yet to come, the unknown, being ready as uh, uh, Benjamin Disraeli says that, you know, the opportunity for a man is to be ready when he when his opportunity comes. And, and, and that's what being a leader is about. But, but, but I tell you what, though, being ready and being proactive uh, is, is, is about understanding that what you do now is, is all about having a headspace, being, being, being able to see down the road and acting on what you see down the road to be able to excel. Now, as you may perceive, this leadership trait appears to be kind of, kind of more of a quality than an attribute, since it is often evident in the attitudes of, um, of, 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 um, of mannerisms of those who express it, right? Now, however, as, it, as, a, as a term itself applies, being proactive is being more forwardly active, right? Moving forward, acting ahead of what you want to achieve in life. By that, I mean it is, it is, it is, it is to, to lean in to your purpose by taking action on desired results with the amount of information on hand, whether or not it is enough, okay? Leaders learn to respond to circumstances by leaning forward into action. Now, I say that because most people think being proactive just means that you're acting up on whatever it is that comes your way. But it's more about that. It's, it's more about believing that the actions that you're taking is what you need to excel and being prepared for the unexpected. A proactive leader does not wait for life to happen or cause them to try to figure out how to deal with those circumstances that just happened. If you are proactive as a leader, then you are leaning forward. Proactiveness is about, it's about you being essentially not reactive to the circumstances that are, occur, even if they are beyond your control. 
what you do when your team is not as proactive as you are is quite simply to bring them up to speed and meeting the deadlines that you want to accomplish. Okay. Now, now, what does what does that look like for you? Well, it, it's relative to everybody. Okay. You have let's let, let's just say let's just say you have an inspection of your systems and gauges for a plan that you're operating. Okay. And it's three months ahead of you know ahead of you. You know it's on the schedule because you've been briefed by your team every week on projected milestones and events. Now, at some point, you will expect the action officer for this project, you know, to 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 be talking about the steps that you're taking, that or he or she's taking to to prepare and 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 be prepared for it, right? But just as I was some time ago, I need to understand that I am responsible for that kind of inspection. And whatever happens is something that I am accountable for. I remember as uh, as, as, a, as a young leader in, in the Navy, I was responsible for something like that. But I had to be forward-leaning to ensure that failure, if it should happen, would not be in my watch, right? So I leaned in to ask questions to figure out what was going on. I ensured that I would engage the inspection early to build rapport on expectations. This specific gesture we're talking about here is a proactive one, making sure that what is yet to happen is something that you're very familiar with. You've you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's to make sure that nothing is surprising to you as a leader. Yes, 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 it is clear that that inspection requirements that I'm talking about uh, and expected actions are something that, that has been arranged for a while. But what is not clear is how to adequately prepare for it so that all the parties that are involved be successful and happy. And that is where your leadership comes in, right? So when I talk about being proactive, I'm talking about leaning in so you can lead out. Leaning in so you can lead out. Now, what does that mean? It means a proactive leader will have systems like checklists and, and points of contact and, and mitigation plans and, and backup plans and anything that they need to be able to excel so they don't fail, right? This is what distinguishes the prepared from the not so prepared. What you do to make your team more proactive can also be one of two things, or maybe even both. You have to lean in to lead out. This means that lean in to listen to what matters to you or, or to them and, and, and so that you can lead them out of the challenging times. Now, firstly, firstly, to make it a point to set a routine timetable, a schedule, of briefing or, or, or bringing to the forefront for discussion the projected milestones that you've established for yourselves. That's one thing. This kind of uh, this kind of uh, um, strategy then that facilitates discussion early and and often on a routine basis. Secondly, it compels you as a leader and compels all other leaders and, and, and managers to account for their actions on specified projects 
through healthy competition, right? Because healthy competition among the teams or departments or 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 or, or whomever or whatever your structure is, and 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 whatever you're doing to make sure that people are staying ahead of the schedule, ahead of the game. This knowledge that I'm talking about here um, is 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 not about is is it's not about bragging rights or or bonuses or, or or anything of the sort, but but rather it is a way to 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 just lean forward to excel in everything that you're doing. This is just one sure way to get your team leaving all their all the cares behind or the problems behind and just leaning in to what they're trying to do. So if it's healthy competition where there's bonuses involved, so be it. If it's uh, if it's gift cards, whatever you're doing to incentivize people to 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 be proactive, that's essential uh, to your success as a leader. Now, if you lean in and ask the right questions of your team ahead of when things are due to happen, they are definitely going to be able to lead out to to excel, and you will not catch on, uh, or, or, or or you not fail the 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 repercussions of 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 what not being prepared um, does for you. So leaning in to lead out is about making sure that you're doing what you need to be well-prepared before the risk and, and the embarrassment of, of, of being asked questions on a topic that you're ill-prepared for occurs. So, so let's learn to lead in, I mean, lean in to lead out as leaders by being proactive in whatever it is that our goals and our vision is to excel. So, so with that said, uh, let us prepare uh, by taking a break here as I introduce our guest for this topic on being proactive. All right. Well, well, this is great. I have uh, with me a very uh, good friend of mine. I, I am just getting acquainted with you, my good friend, uh, Colonel, retired uh, Brian CRC, decorated United States Air Force veteran um, after a successful senior leadership career in the U.S. Air Force as a commander and combat veteran, he transitioned into executive roles as entrepreneur, writer, publisher, and public speaker. He founded the Paradis Group in 2019, a safety and situational awareness firm. He's also the board chairman of uh, U.S. Africa Chamber of Commerce, a hero club member of the C-Suite Network, and is also the owner of the Lantern Inc., a screen printing and embroidery enterprise. Welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum, my good friend, Brian. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks, Pat. I'm happy to be on. It's great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I am honored to have you on the show because as a great leader, I think you need to be featured in the great things that you're doing um, and the experiences that you've had in the uh, in the in the military as well, I think is beneficial to our, our listeners and, uh, and viewers. And today we're talking about being proactive. And I know proactiveness is something that people take for granted, but um, in your line of work as an expert in safety, I think it's really essential that we kind of highlight that because of the times in which we are these days. Um, <laughs> and so and so, we're going to start off by talking about uh, what being proactive instead of being reactive is in leadership. We know it's a critical aspect in any organization. So, so I, I want to just start off by asking, um, um, how would you define proactive leadership and how did you practice uh, being proactive in the military? Yeah, so I had uh, some great mentors when I was young, a young officer that um, 
really instilled being proactive as a leader. And you do that a couple different ways. First off, you have to learn what your own leadership style is. You can't base your leadership, what you want your leadership style to be off of what somebody else is. It has, you have to inherit and develop the tenets that you want to use. Then you also identify bad behavior that you'd never want to emulate. And what we see in, in business today is people manage by metrics. They call themselves a leader, but they're really managing by metrics, which means when somebody doesn't perform or does something wrong, then they get involved in the process. Well, then that's too late and that's reaction. It's exactly what you're talking about. What we talk about is, and especially in all of our situational awareness programs, because it actually enables the type of proactive leadership you want to do, you need to look for those small learning opportunities so that you can interdict, you can insert yourself to establish the types of behaviors that you want. Um, so that's extremely important so that you can reinforce the behaviors you want them to have. That's how you're proactive. If you just wait till, if you have a commander's call or a business meeting once a week, you're not going to reinforce the types of behaviors that you want. You will adopt the management by metrics, which is a, a way to fail. Um, so it, it's, it's truly a mindset and a behavior that you have to instill in yourself. Wow. Thank you so much for making it so clear. You clearly articulated exactly what I think uh, our hearers uh, should should be listening to now because um, management by metrics, I, I never heard it put like that before, but that's so true. People think they're a good leader just because the numbers look good, the bottom line looks good, but that's never the case. That's not what leadership is. That is so true. But you know what? I think proactive leadership is also a consequence of kind of learning from those reactive moments and consequences of being reactive. And, and I know that there is always uh, a costly impact, especially in the military, if you're reactive to situations. But from your perspective, though, uh, what do you think is going to be the difference between the, and the impact of not being proactive especially in the military sector and also in the private practice, knowing that you you have the best of both worlds, you've had both of both worlds. What would you say the impact of not being proactive is is, uh, is going to be on any entrepreneur? Yeah, what, so what you're going to see if, if you're not proactive and you're reactive is you're not going to be able to adapt to what's going on. And what happened with the pandemic is a great example. Mm -hmm. If people didn't understand that things were going to change, if they did not evaluate what they were doing in their business, what was going on with their clients. Do they have to look for different clients? If they weren't prepared to pivot and make changes, then they were maybe not successful as we try to get through this pandemic. And as a leader, it's the same thing. You have to have well-developed personal skills, which unfortunately many people don't have today because <laughs> you can't be a great leader if you're not self-aware. You can't be a great leader if you don't know how to actively listen. You can't be a great leader if you can't critical think, do critical thinking and if you don't have learning agility. The other thing you have to be is humble. If you think you know everything, then you are going to micromanage your people and you will not be successful. I was educated early on in my career, again, by those same mentors that said, you know, um, know, figure out what you know and figure out what you don't know. Then bring the people in that can fill those gaps. But then even more than that, you trust them then to do the job. And then I have a tenant that I stole from a three-star general in the Air Force that's one of my 13 tenants, which is the two-up, two-down rule, mm. which means my boss and my boss's boss tells me what they need to know, and that, that goes down two levels as well. Mm. So we're communicating the information that is needed, but you're not micromanaging. They're not asking for stuff that they don't need. Same thing when I'm asking questions down. I'm empowering my people to do their job. 
Wow. You know what, Brian, you've hit on some coral things that I always talk about. And this is confirmation of how great of a leader you are. You talked about self-awareness, which is critical to any leader to excel. You also talked about humility. And it's interesting that you mentioned these things. And we talk about being proactive, but here you are talking about being humble and, and being self-aware because that's what leadership is. You know, and I like your two up, two down rule because I think it's essential that people are, are, are listening to this. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, by now you've already gathered some really key sound bites that I think are essential for leadership. Brian is an expert in safety and here he's talking about leadership as well. So, you know, he has the best of both worlds, right? But so here, Brian, let's, let's talk to our heroes today. Now, let's talk about the impacts of, 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 of not creating that culture. But more importantly, how do you create a culture, a culture of being proactive so that you don't kind of fall into those uh, setbacks that you do um, and, and create mishaps in your organization? There's got to be a way to create that culture of uh, being proactive. How would you do that, Brian? Well, and a, a big part of it is, is, again, transitioning leadership from a noun into a verb. Okay. And it's critical to have situational awareness to look learning opportunities. Because without those learning opportunities, you're not going to be able to communicate with your people. You're not going to be able to establish, you know, the types of um, communication levels and the type of culture that you want. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, today in business, 77% of employees in a recent survey said that they are stressed, they have anxiety, and they're becoming depressed. Well, that's because people aren't identifying the things that are going on in their lives because they don't have situational awareness and they're not being an active leader. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just looking at the bottom line numbers. Nothing is coming up as a red flag. Yet what we're seeing more and more in our organizations, and it's in the military today as well, is that because we are managing by metrics and not being that proactive leader, mm -hmm. then we are starting to see all of these issues. Cool. Now, the other thing the two up, two down rule does is it and you use that those learning opportunities you're building leaders below you and your boss is building yes. you as a leader so that's how that all ties together and when you all have that active leadership role that proactive piece where you're out there again looking for those small learning opportunities we're establishing the culture but we're also then empowering our people to be successful yes. by establishing the behaviors that we want um, paraphrasing general Patton. One of his tenets was don't tell somebody what you want done and then get out of the way and they'll surprise you every time. Where we fail as leaders is telling somebody what you want the outcome to be and then tell them how they should do that outcome. So you're burdening yourself, them with a preconceived notion of what you want. So you're not going to get the best, best result. Wow. Wow, Brian, you are so spot on. You know, uh, micromanagement, right? And you cannot lead and empower people if you're micromanaging them. Oh, thank you, thank you for highlighting that. I like that. I like that. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that you're hitting these these points because um, there's a tendency for people to think that for you to be proactive means that you're always in your face, you're always involved in what you're doing, you're telling them how how to suck the egg kind of thing. But that's not that's not the case at all. And you just clearly articulated that. So then, you know, um, with your experience um, in, in, in the Air Force uh, as, a, you know, commanding, leading tr troops, leading people in combat, uh, you know, you're a combat veteran. Uh, 
Today, you're in business. Now, I'm sure there's an example of a critical situation that you may have you know, encountered at some point. And what kind of lesson did you learn from that that will help us budding entrepreneurs you know, to, to really know how best to excel uh, using those lessons that you just learned? Well, one of the key things is you can't be proactive if your people are consistently coming back and asking you questions. Um, if you're burdened down because every time they think that they need to make a decision, they need to get your approval, then you have not empowered your people. Um, that has happened numerous times. And I will say that as I talk about all of these, my leadership tenets and all these thoughts that I have, I have failed many, many times and haven't actually done it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I learned more from my mistakes than I ever did from my successes. Absolutely. Um, one of the uh, big laboratories, if you will, has been watching my wife who runs our commercial screen printing business, mm -hmm. watch her from transitioning from a manager who is tr was trying to tell everybody what they needed to do and then micromanage their tasks mm. to grow into this burgeoning leader that she is where she's empowering people now, setting up the culture that she wants and allowing them to go forward and be successful to grow the company. Mm. Um, like though I've done that numerous times in my career. Fortunately, I had the the background and good mentors throughout my career that would give me the Denozo slap on the back of the head and say, "Why'd you do that?" Right? <laughs> um, you know. So, oftentimes, corrective action, and then having great people that work around you that are willing to do that as well. Mm -hmm. If you've got a culture where it's okay to tell the boss, to tell the old man, "Hey, this doesn't look right," or "I don't think we should do this," and the old man will listen. Then you have a culture that can be successful. If you have a culture where they're afraid to tell the emperor that he has no clothes, then you are not set up for success. True, so true. Oh, thank you so much for mentioning that. And um, and it's amazing that yes, you do you do learn from your your mistakes and and being humble. You mentioned humble. You know, being willing to allow people to you you have to create that culture for people to be able to tell, hey, emperor, you don't have those clothes on. But 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 then you know what what really bugs me sometimes is how we don't allow our, 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 our team, the people around us to, to, um, to let us grow, you know, to let us grow into better leaders by telling us what may not be going well. But um, one thing that comes to mind as, as we talk about this is um, how, how you applied this, you know, being that you're passionate about safety, I know that there's, there's definitely something that we need to learn from that. Uh, how do you think that not allowing people around you to help you, to tell you that you don't have your clothes on, will lead to an organization that is really set up for failure. Because, you know, of course, giving us a safety example, if you, if you choose to. Why do you think being set up for failure because you don't allow your team to help you is, uh, is detrimental to anybody who is either a transitional military leader or a entrepreneur? You said a couple of things that really, you know, reminded me of some critical things. First off is accountability. If the, if the boss can't be, can't admit mm -hmm. accountability for the good and the bad, then you're not going to be successful. Another thing that we see in managers versus proactive, effective leaders is they want to grow their people. They want mm -hmm. to grow the next president of the company. They want to actually grow them so that they can, they can be successful, even if that means leaving the organization. Um, but when you, Talk about situation awareness, which is the foundation of what we do at the Paradis Group. Mm -hmm. That's where you're truly enabling that proactiveness. 
and then you're enabling you to understand what your leadership tenets are, but then you're encouraging your people to develop their own leadership tenets. Okay. When I would do leadership consulting, I will, one of the very first questions I would ask, so show me where your leadership tenets are written down. And invariably nobody could show them to me. They might have a couple books on the shelf, but they hadn't figured out what they wanted, how they wanted to lead. Well, if they haven't decided and written down how they want to lead, then they certainly don't know how to practice it. Mm -hmm. They certainly can't communicate it to their people. And then they certainly can't help their people create their own. So again, then they're being reactive. They haven't established the habits and behaviors that are necessary to be proactive, to change that word leadership from a noun into a verb, because it doesn't do any good if you don't do that. Wow. Changing it from noun to verb. I, I, I like that. Uh, you start off by saying that and I said, okay, here's somebody who understands leadership. And, and I appreciate that so much. You know, um, unfortunately, the uh, Small Business Administration talks about, and I think it's, it's highly documented about situational, I mean, um, not situational, but um, uh, the, uh, what you call it, the small business failure rate. Uh, and the statistics shows that about 50% of small businesses fail within their first five years. But I think that has something to do with not being proactive. There is a lack of foresight. And part of it also because of some of the things you just mentioned about how leaders tend to think that they got it all figured out until it's too late and they don't allow the team to help them through that. So uh, with your experience, your expertise, your, 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 your knowledge in, in leading and, um, and getting people to learn how to be proactive, what kind of advice would you give body entrepreneurs on the need to do that so they don't become a statistic? Uh, what do you think are the key tenets to preventing being part of that 50% that uh, Small Business Administration talks about? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when you look at leadership, there hasn't been anything created in the last... <laughs> 25, 30 years that we haven't known for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, people are trying to recreate the wheel, but leadership in and of itself and how to develop it is should be very, very simple. If you create something that's so complex, you're not going to be able to succeed. Mm. And, and the reason I bring that up is General Eisenhower uh, has said that while plans are important, if you don't have continuous planning, you will not be successful. You will not self your, set yourself up to deal with what's going on. So if an entrepreneur sets up a business plan, he has a vision for the next five years, and then is all they, they do is they try to execute that business plan, but they don't have learning agility, they aren't critically thinking, they aren't adapting to what's going on in their environment and making changes as they go, then they are not going to be able to adapt and find those successful things. You've probably had people on that have talked about over and over and over again, you, you, you know, you're going to fail until you succeed. But you can't just keep doing the same thing over again. You have to get the necessary inputs. The other thing I would say is there are so many people out there today that um, don't think that having a mentor or somebody by their side to help them is something that they should do. I will argue the opposite. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a mentor or a friend that you can rely on, paid, not paid, getting another opinion on a regular basis or even more than one person's opinion is really how you're going to be successful. And that is what would be proactive and see those changes that you, that you have to make. Um, With Lantern Inc. this year, um, basically all of our clients went away as soon as everything shut down, but we pivoted uh, to masks 
and doing those types of things that were needed at the time. We retooled, we made an investment to do that. Um, and then we looked at how quickly we could bring our people back. We put to, together proactive steps to take care of our people in the, the work environment so we could prove that to the state so we could go forward as quickly as possible. That's how we pivoted. And then we, but then we stayed prepared for when our client base started to come back uh, when things started to open up. Yeah. Um, but if we weren't paying attention, if, if we were so dogmatic on, no, we are only going to have these clients, then Lantern Inc. probably wouldn't be here today. Wow. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to, my follow on question was going to be how, how you, how you actually deal with this in difficult times. How does a, an entrepreneur excel in difficult times when, when you, you don't know what to do, you know, how do you kind of lean forward in such times? Well, you kind of alluded to that with Lantern Inc. Um, is there any particular strategy that you would recommend to somebody who might find themselves, you know, experiencing a, a pitfall because of a difficult time they experience, like in the pandemic, for instance, how do you do that? Yeah. So we actually include all of that or a lot of that in our situation awareness training, especially okay. when we're, when we're talking to companies, it goes back to what general Eisenhower said. If you just have a plan and you aren't continually planning, then you are not going to be prepared to deal with whatever comes up. So you will be making decisions based on panic and you will be reacting to what's going on mm-hmm. instead of positioning yourself for what you're seeing and being able to adapt to it. Um, the military has a, uh, a what's called the OODA loop, observe, yes. orient, decide, and act. And mm-hmm. when I ran the Air Operations Center in Qatar for the air war in Iraq and Afghanistan, we had a plan about this inch or two thick every day about how we were going to execute the air war. Yet five minutes into the day, we had inputs because the enemy had a vote yes, and we yes. were doing something different. So at the Paradis Group, as part of our situation awareness training, we've taken that OODA loop and it's an identify, assess, pre- predict, decide, and act. So when you're consistently doing this process, when you're dealing with your people, when you're dealing with safety, when you're dealing with what's going on in your organization, now you're preparing yourself through that continuous planning to be able to be proactive based on whatever happens in the environment. Wow, that is so good. Forward leaning, being proactive, using a system like the OODA loop that uh, Brian is talking about is always, always essential. But you've highlighted a lot about mentorship. I realize that that is something that is very near and dear to your heart. And I, I think I, I wanna emphasize that uh, as well because I, I learned, you know, growing up as a, you know, as, as a military uh, leader, I never knew or understood the value of mentorship until it was kind of late, but good, good thing is I didn't stay in long enough to realize the repercussions of it. Now I see the value of it and I value mentors a lot. So thanks for highlighting that because any leader who wants to excel in whatever they do, uh, should listen to what Brian is saying. Mentorship is essential, you know, and, um, and you avoid some of these, hard knocks, school of hard knocks that you go through if, uh, if, if you don't have a mentor. So, so Brian, I, I, as we kind of head towards uh, the end of our uh, talk here, there's, there is something that you probably may have learned in all the operations that you've done. Um, has any biggest lesson that you may have learned that you think uh, we should learn from about being proactive uh, because as a military leader, you've got to have got something out of out of the experiences that you have. And how does it apply to being an entrepreneur today in the business world? Yeah, again, taking the OODA loop and, and really, I guess maybe I'm blessed because I now actually talk about situation awareness. It really enforces this whole leadership piece. 
and how you look for those learning opportunities. And if I could, let me come back to your mentorship comment real quick. Mm-hmm. When you go look for a mentor, don't look for somebody that's going to tell you what to do. <laughs> look for somebody that is going to ask you a lot of questions to get you to figure out what you can do based on the skills that you have. Because that's very uh, a big part of what we do with our situation awareness training. Most companies in our space will go out and tell somebody how to respond to a situation. The problem is that you're setting up for them up for failure. Mm. If you and I are standing looking at an event based on our training, our experiences, and our perspective, we're going to respond differently. But if you try to do what I'm going to do, I set you up for failure. That's why I talked about as a, as a leader, if you want to be a proactive leader, you mm. need to do that two down and communicate to your people and help them develop their leadership style, their leadership tenant to empower them to be successful. Mm. The other thing that situation awareness allows you to do that I've really learned over the, and this was probably just in the last 10 or 15 years, is if you remember our time when we came into the military, we took Myers-Briggs, right? Yes. So we learned what our personality was. But then the military never really did anything with that, (laughs) right? As a commander, I didn't have a list of all the airmen that worked for me that said, this person is an extrovert, this person is an introvert. Knowing people's personalities is critical when it comes to having the right person on the bus. If you have a great performer and you want to make put them in front of 100 people to speak on a topic and they're an introvert, you just set them up for failure. So leadership isn't just these tenets. It's, it's learning to be able to look at all of these things and put the right people in the right place at the right time. Wow. Listen, listen, people, if you're if you're not hearing what Brian is saying today, then you're missing a lot. Go back to this podcast and listen to that. That's what we do with our disk assessments, our, you know, our behavioral profiles that we do here at Global Reach. And that's exactly what he's talking about. You cannot be an effective leader without knowing your people, being self-aware. All the things he's talked about today, it's essential. Thank you so much for highlighting that. And again, I want to emphasize, uh, uh, Brian has a, a great company that does all these things. So look him up uh, uh, as, um, as as we're talking about this. And I'll give him a chance here to talk a little bit more about his his company. But, you know, I, 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 I want to emphasize what you said about, about mentorship as well, because, you know, mentorship is something that we as leaders, some leaders anyway, think that they're too good in, you know, or they think that they've got to figure it out. Uh, but I think even mentors have mentors, you know, yes. or, and mentors or, or leaders have coaches as well. Coaches have coaches. So just because you may be mentoring somebody doesn't mean you need to be mentored as well. Or just because you're a coach doesn't mean that you don't need a coach. I, I have learned that. I learned it late in life, but I'm still growing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad, you man, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you uh, for highlighting that. And please go back and listen to this podcast uh, that Brian has given us a lot of uh, uh, sound bites that we need to be able to take, take home with us. Uh, so with that said, uh, um, Brian, on this uh, Global Reach Leadership Forum, I know that it is a chance for us to let you talk a little bit more about what you want our audience to hear, our listeners to hear about the per- you know the purchase group and, and and everything else that you do. So this is your chance to let us know a little bit more. Well, great, uh, and thanks, Pat. Yeah, the Paradis Group. I founded it in 2019 initially just to deal with active shooter, and it was about proactively stopping active shooters because. Over 95% of somebody that becomes an active shooter was bullied or harassed, and then they talked or said something that was an indicator that they were going to become an active shooter. 
I realized that while active shooter is catastrophic, it's only one of dozens of threats that we face in, in the workplace and in our communities today. There's human trafficking, sexual assault, bullying, sexting, suicide. Yeah. All of these are, are huge things that are dramatically impacting what's going on. And the irony is if people learn situational awareness, they're educated about the threats, they develop these 10 critical skills, and then they develop a, a habit and behavior over a period of time then we can proactively stop these things from happening because we know what to look for. We're prepared. We know how to act if we see one of these things happening. What we're doing today and what we've been doing for the last 53 years is a one or two hour training that does not make you able to do any of those things. And here's a, an, a perfect example. Sexual harassment is a mandatory training in most of the states in our country. Yet over the last two years, the cost of businesses has gone up 21%, wow. almost $70 billion, because we're just doing the check-the-box training. I can't speak for your time in the military, but my last 10 years, I had the same ethics training for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And it was a one-hour training. Well, first off, it's not going to make me make ethical decisions to take a one-hour computer-based training module. Um, but number two, it was 10 years old by the time I retired. Wow. That's what we've got going on out there with this the traditional type training. So the Paradis Group is trying to break Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And then we're trying to break the forgetting curve, which is a real thing that if you don't reinforce content, you're not going to be able to learn anything. And that's why learning how to fly an airplane, you don't just go take a one-day class. It takes a long time and a lot of practice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate you being on the Global Reach Leadership Forum. Again, uh, you know, I, I want to thank everybody that is uh, here, you know, listening to us today. Uh, Brian has been an inspiration to us today. He's learned, we've learned a lot from him, not just about safety, but about mentorship, about empowerment, and all the nuggets of gold that is, uh, he's given us. And as always, Please remember that you've got to be able to be forward leaning if you want to excel as a leader. It's about leaning forward, being proactive, desiring change because you're self-aware of the challenges of not being reactive, but rather uh, making sure that you're proactive in everything that you do. We thank you for being here and always remember to lead the change. Take care and be well. Thank you. Well, global leaders, Thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Reach Leadership Forum. If you have learned something today, please like us on Facebook. Visit our website at www.globalreachleaders.com to leave a comment or a question and share this episode with others. Until next week, remember to lead the change. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.